I would like to illustrate very simply and briefly for you in this session is what does it mean to meditate? And what fruit can you expect from meditation? So this is kind of an illustration of what does John Piper do with a couple of verses of Scripture, which he would call meditation and what comes of it. So, Father, you you have told us to meditate on your instruction day and night, and I pray that you'd help me make plain what that involves. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I was reading uh, this morning in my devotions this section, these two verses. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So I decided, just felt prompted by the Spirit, to memorize these verses. So I said those verses. I read them probably seven or eight times. My rule is with longer passages, read them ten times, say them ten times. So I read it until I could say it, and then I said it to myself. And then it struck me, let's meditate on this right here. So that's what I did. I'm going to spend some more time now, having spent, I don't know, five or ten minutes memorizing these verses. Let's now meditate on this, a harvest of righteousness. So you can see the picture of, first thing you see is that it's a, a farming picture, harvest, and there's sowing of seed here. So a harvest of righteousness is sown at some previous time in peace by those who make peace. So sowing in peace or with peace brings about a harvest of right behavior or righteous relationships. Now, one of the things I do in meditating this is only one of them, it's the only one I'm going to illustrate, is I try to restate it in its opposite. So I thought, well, if sowing in peace produces a harvest of righteousness, let's try um, sow, sowing in strife, or yeah, let's just leave it strife. I think that's the word I used this morning. Sowing in strife will not produce a harvest of righteousness in my relationships. And as soon as I said that, that sowing in strife will not produce a harvest, bang! Out of my brain came chapter 1, verse 20. Because I'd read it so many times. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, and I had just turned verse 18 into a negative, sowing 
in strife, and now I said, well, let's just place that with anger. Anger, sowing in anger, will not produce a harvest of righteousness. And I realized I've discovered the positive counterpart here to the negative statement in chapter 1, verse 20. Now, in 50 years, 50 years of reading James, how many dozens and dozens of times I had never noticed that. Now, that got me so excited, I lingered on it long enough to jot down these four things. So this is, this is now what I call the fruit of meditation. So meditation is memorizing it, saying it over and over, restating it, and sometimes restating the negative. Now the fruit of meditation, having seen the parallel, is first I was amazed and praised God saying there's always more to see. God's word is unfathomable. When I'm 80, I'm 70 now, when I'm 80, I'm still alive doing this, I'm going to see more in those very verses than I've seen. Second thought, the righteousness of God in 120 is confirmed by this verse as human behavior. Because when you read it, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That could easily sound like God's righteousness. But it's not God's righteousness. We know that meaning his own innate intrinsic righteous doing. It's the righteousness that God requires of us, that he approves of us, that he calls forth from us, and that's confirmed now by that parallel. Third, peacemaking is justice-making. A harvest of righteousness, and righteousness is, is in Greek is the same as justice, There's not two different words. Righteousness and justice. A harvest of justice is sown in peace by those who make peace. So peacemakers go a long way to establishing justice. And I say that even though I totally affirm this slogan that is very popular right now in in social justice circles. No justice, no peace. You can hear the chant on the streets. In other words, you want us to be peaceful people? Give us justice. And I say, amen, give justice. But I just want to make sure that you don't bring that to this verse, because this verse is saying, this is also true. The effort to make peace and to establish good, satisfying, mutually loving relationships will go a long way to making justice. And the last was, the path to peace is not by minimizing truth, but by minimizing anger. One of the reasons people like me and my ilk are sometimes skittish about liberals who cry for peacemaking among Christians and the effort to put down controversy is that the way it happens is that you sow in peace by minimizing doctrine and minimizing truth. That's not going to take us to a harvest of righteousness. And what I see when I go over here to chapter 1 is the big issue, the big obstacle is not truth or untruth. The big obstacle is anger. The anger of man 
does not produce the righteousness of God. It doesn't say the truth-telling of man does not produce the justice and righteousness of God. It's anger. So John Piper's problem, if I am, if I am not sowing in peace and I am not producing a harvest of righteousness, is not that I love the truth, but that I'm an angry man. And I should not be an angry man. The wisdom from above that comes from the Holy Spirit is peaceable and gentle and open to reason and full of mercy and good fruits. And when it sows in peace, it produces a harvest of righteousness. So my main, my main point was to simply commend to you, memorize and meditate key passages of Scripture. Meditate on key passages of scripture and sometimes one way to do it is to turn it inside out say it in the reverse and suddenly you may see connections elsewhere